Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with some other part of your mind than the normal part of your mind you watch with. So, or your third eye. Yes, and I'm R. Neville Johnston. And so. I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we're going to talk about understanding yourself. I tell you, that really is the doorway to understanding everything else. If you don't yeah. understand yourself, you're not going to understand anything else. So it's not only... Um, you know, a good thing, it's a great thing to seek to understand yourself. That's where you understand everything else. And that's really all the other stuff that's here, the stuff that we understand outside of us. It's here to help us understand the inside. It's a reflection of the inside. Well, this profound misphilosophy we've been allegedly educated with our entire lives, that the answer is out there is absolutely not the truth. The answer is within you. If you look for the answer outside of you, you're immediately lost mm. uh, because the answer is existing inside of you. Uh, you could expand yourself to the point where you realize that, but the, um, uh, we'd have to, that's a basic reset in the way in which we're taught to think. I had an ongoing six-month conversation with one of the editors of one of the early books when I said anything that is... Um, phrased as a question has automatically separated you from the answer and that therefore we don't want to ask questions and that they their first argument was well all right so you're in a restaurant and you want a, a chair and you're you ask may I have this chair from the other table take the chair if anyone has any problems they will alert you to it why are you you know what do you well, have to give away your power in that way for that's an in interesting yeah. idea Interesting yeah. idea. I also see, this is just a different angle, but I, I'm really noting what you're saying. I feel sometimes questions can be bridges to the answer. And through automatic writing years ago, I'd gotten that every question has the answer coded in it. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But I do also, and the same token, I guess this is the Libra in me seeing so many different sides of things, is I do see that questions can often separate you. Sure. Asking questions is defending your lack of knowledge is basically yeah. what it's doing. Yeah, it is not. I guess it depends on the circumstances. Sharpest knife in the drawer to use. Uh, you know, as I say, if you, you picture it as a question, then you've auto autom it's an automatic fail. Mm -hmm. You know, okay, you're better off to guess mm -hmm. than to. Now, as there, there's such grand grand um, layers of miseducation we've been given to make us mindless and helpless and hopeless and uh, the rest of the manipulation from on high, which, none of which is true. And the greatest power any human being has is the knowledge of their own power. And that's the one thing at Monsanto, you want to bring them to their knees? Just keep talking about the GMO. Uh, you know, any of these things that have this power over us, you are choosing to give up the power. And we don't have to make that choice. Speaking of understanding yourself, which is well, more to the theme. So I was going to start on... Um, uh, ta, 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 ta. Uh, there's a very simple formula. If you are not happy, then you are perceiving things at a lower vibrational rate. If you are happy, then you are perceiving things at a higher vibrational rate. It really is that simple. So if this is making me... Pardon me. That is making me unhappy then I have to automatically go, oh, well, I'm perceiving it in a very low frequency way. What would a higher frequency way be? This is understanding yourself. 
If you're unhappy, you're perceiving it with low frequency tools. If you're happy, you're perceiving it with higher frequency tools. It is that simple. So you set up a little dynamic in your brain. Unhappy, oh, I'm looking at it from a lower frequency. Happy, I'm looking at it from a higher frequency. It's that simple. It really is <coughs> actually that simple. Well, it really is, and, and that's the basic construct uh, in the teaching about good and bad that I mm -hmm. teach about the seven-level building, mm -hmm. where if you go to the higher building, <coughs> you're <coughs> going to see your angels as angels <coughs> instead mm -hmm. of disguised as demons. Uh, but there is so much truth in that, mm -hmm. um, seeing things at a higher level. Yeah. Uh, because all evil is, all darkness is, all unhappiness is, is just concentrated divinity, like yes. my violet sea dream. Uh -huh. So if you shine more light on it, which is the light of enlightenment. Well, you know, this subject of understanding yourself, I do feel that this is the thing that we came here to do, is to understand who we are and what that means. And it's, and it's like the, um, one morning I woke up hearing that the only eyes we cannot look into are our own, and that's why we act as mirrors for each other. So when we come down into physical reality, it's like that game where you put a card and stick it to your forehead and you walk around and you try to guess your card by um, asking people questions and they say, yes, is it higher than a 10? And they go, no, and, and then you deduce who you are. And life really is much like that. And we avoid it every bit as much as we perceive it. Um, I was t we were talking the other day and I was marveling at how humans will put up with astronomical amounts of pain in an attempt to avoid pain. And so it's that like- That is funny. Yeah. Most people see that looking at yourself is like taking the Leaning Tower of Pisa and disassembling it and rebuilding it, and it seems very painful, so they will go to great lengths to hide their feelings, have them go into physical complaints in their body, and all these different things to avoid accepting and loving themselves enough to look at themselves. So what if you just said, and this is something that uh, I thought of at the Serpent Mound, or it, it seemed very profound to me at the time at the Serpent Mound, where what if you just laid on the table everything about yourself, your clothes size, how much you weigh, how old you are, how much money you have, the times that you are embarrassed about yourself. You just laid it on the table and said, well, this is it. This is who I am. So I feel on the path of self-understanding, you have to begin with accepting yourself unconditionally as you are, even your perceived flaws. As we get older, we think we love ourselves more. We're just better at cordoning off things that we don't love about ourselves and hiding them and avoiding situations where they would come out. So tell yourself right now, I love myself unconditionally, even my perceived flaws. Yeah, and that works very well. And to have that bold and honest view of yourself because uh, in the, as the analysis goes on, it comes up that there's nothing really that the matter with any of us. There, there just isn't. There, uh, what we are trained to do more than anything else, or one of the many things we're trained to do more than anything else, uh, is to forget that we're connected to source. It's really rather constant. It's more or less built in as a trip jack in the, in the brain, uh, a linchpin. Anytime you feel guilty, you've forgotten your source. Anytime you feel afraid, you've forgotten your source. Anytime you feel angry, you've forgotten your connection to source. Any, and this is what I'm saying. It's a very simple formula. If you are unhappy, you have forgotten your connection to source. 
if you're happy, you're remembering your connection to source, mm -hmm. lower high frequency, but it's not possible for you to actually be separated from source. It has never been done. It never will have been done. It's not the way it works. It's just absolutely the propaganda that's sold to us again and again and again in so many wonderfully packaged venues uh, while we're incarnate. But the idea is you can take over your life. Aha, stage your own revolution right there in your head. Well, by God, I'll do that, thank you. And uh, well, how do I begin that? Uh, well, first you say, uh, I'm happy. Yes, you heard me. I'm happy, and that's that. And I'm happy about being happy. And if you know it, clap your hands. Yeah, so it gets us to um, uh, put ourselves in position to high, uh, understand much higher concepts of thought. Uh, it boils down to simply the, the process on the planet here is you are given a large variety of things to choose from, okay? And then you select one. And when you select one, you decide that that is the way it will go. Now, because of the, the um, chattering nonsense that exists down here, you really go through the drill, which we've explained so many times. Uh, I decide this, I bless it if it happens. I bless it if it does not happen. And I take some time to think about why it's a blessing if it doesn't happen, so I'm not attached to whether or not this happens, and then you allow, and then it manifests. And we are taught to do anything else but that as far as, you know, they teach the high school kids, you have to decide right now what you're going to do for the rest of your life, decide, decide, decide. Cool, man, hey, I don't have to decide anything. And if, I'll tell you about decisions, and this is part of understanding you, you make a decision, and you can change your mind and make a different decision. And the first decision can void, pardon me, the second decision can void the first decision. It, it, we have that much power and authority, and you're never taught anything like that anywhere. Never, never, never. Because then we could not be controlled. We could not be a mass. We'd all be individuals. And the only way you can be an um, evil dictator is if you're controlling the masses. And if we were all individuals, we couldn't be controlled. And think about that because. That does in Monsanto and, and Yeah, let's leave Monsanto out of this. <laughs> oh, I like Monsanto. Don't They're say evil. it three times. <laughs> okay. Mo okay. Uh, go yeah. ahead. No, I mean that that there's a a place for all that. Uh, a long time ago we had decided we wouldn't not talk about political or hot button topics of the time so that the shows yeah, would well be timeless. Yeah, okay. But um but that's the reason I was saying that. Well, but then uh, I was just saying, uh, you know, to get on to the, um, or continue the subject of understanding yourself, that is, uh, hearing what you really want is what okay. I have as number two All right. uh, on this particular just impromptu list. What we tend to do is we get programmed into not hearing what we really want. We get, and I'm just using that word, I could use desire, yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter, just what we choose, what we would love to have in our life. We get programmed to look at what we should quote unquote want, what other people want us to want. If we were a good Christian, if we were a good Muslim, if we were a good man or a good woman or a good executive or a good employee, then I should do this, I should want this. And we become very alienated from ourselves. So step number two is 
First you have to accept it or you won't see it. You have to love it anyway or you'll never look at it. You'll never understand it. Step number two is what is it that I'm understanding? Now that I'm accepting it, let me hear what I feel. And so every decision you make, ask yourself first, what is it that you really want to have happen in that circumstance? You don't have to act on it. You don't have to struggle against it. Just yeah. answer the question to yourself. You would be amazed at how much happiness will come into your life if you just answer that question. You'll feel like you're being heard probably for the first time in your life. We think we want other people to hear us, but we really want to hear ourselves. So love yourself, hear yourself. Yeah, excellent. And another aspect of understanding ourselves is reality. Yeah, yes. Now, a reality is um, made of, what is that word again, consciousness, I know that one, but reality is made of language. Uh, in other words, whatever it is you're looking at, let's say it's a TV set, a uh, flat screen. By the way, in the future, I believe flat screens will replace mirrors. You'll have so many flat screens in the house, one of them will take the place of the medicine cabinet. Then you can look at yourself in the morning and turn up the brightness you won't have to drink coffee anymore ever again. Uh -huh. Oh, don't like the way, uh, here, I'll put the makeup on. Uh, I look much better. Now, nothing happens to you. You just believe it happened to you. I love it. So you could wear your pajamas, but you'll look like you're wearing your business suit. That's it, exactly. Perfect. Yeah. I'm all for that. And, and since you'll be you affecting anybody's electronic. Yeah. You could set the year. So yeah. when I was 17 or yeah, when I was go. 48 or when I was 51 or something yeah, like that. Getting back to that birth issue. There you go. Yeah, and then you go through your life with this completely different thing. Mm. Great idea. So, yeah, the, the form of it, the form that reality takes is your consciousness. In other words, <clears throat> were you to change your consciousness, the form that reality takes will be different. Absolutely. That makes sense very to everyone? Good. Okay. Yes, very good. And then the uh, consciousness is language. In other words, if I say the walls are gray or the walls are green or whatever that is, and I change my um, consciousness, then I can perceive the walls in a different way. Well, and you're very, you're very right on the money there because your consciousness, changing your consciousness, you're going to change your orientation point to it. So you're literally going to be seeing it from a different angle or larger angle and more to yeah. it. So if you change your language, you change reality. Mm -hmm. And that's very much the point of all the books and the fact that you can just um, language the whole thing differently. We have an unbelievable authority that you're not allowed to even vaguely know you have. Because if you did vaguely know you have it, you'd be immediately what? We don't know and who cares because that's not really interesting. The idea is for us to wake up to the fact that we are in charge of our lives, not our boss, not our economic status, not our anything. We are each individually in charge of our lives and we do with it what we choose, except we are from the very beginning of life guilted, gilded. Um, th this is taken away from us when and wherever possible right from the beginning. There is no child that doesn't know exactly what happiness is and there is no adult that has a clue as to what it is, you know, because you've been so uh, convoluted by the process of the brainwashing that is living on Earth with other humans. One, two, three, you are awake. Okay, now, well, go ahead. 
Uh, just, I was going to go on to number three, unless sure. you had more. Uh, know your triggers and follow them to their source. So know your triggers. Yeah. It doesn't mean to avoid your triggers. Right, it right. means to know them and pursue them unrelentingly mm. until you make friends with them, you make peace with them, and you can let them go and fly as, uh, as teaching birds. Yeah, and that brings up the subject of recognizing unconscious triggers because they're unconscious, you don't see them. And so you get triggered and, and maybe hours, days, weeks, 10 years later, you recognize, oh, that trigger came from a childhood experience. I never quite put that together. And so that's why it was such a hot button uh, opening. Yeah, that's the whole, the, that's yeah, I, very valuable. I agree. That's, yeah. that's the, um, the whole thing about uh, number three is to follow them to their source. Exactly. Because until you do, everything is just going to be activated by that particular emotional charge. Everybody wants to ascend. Well, you cannot go up until you go down and take care of these triggers. Otherwise, you're going to be forever not understanding yourself. The triggers make your consciousness bounce off of them and you never really get past them and you never see what's on the other side of that wall. Oh, absolutely. So, so if you know your triggers, you're not going to engage in fighting with someone. Let's say your spouse, one of your triggers is your spouse um, not really hearing what you're saying or uh, leaves the wet towel on the floor. That's always my example because the wet towel is not something in anybody's life that I know. Whatever it is, whatever that trigger is, get to know it, make friends with the trigger, and then you will no longer blame the people or the circumstances that appear to be the trigger. So whatever triggers you in your life, own it, take it back home within you, you'll stop tangling with the people and circumstances outside of you, and you'll get to your real source of healing. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that alone, any one of the three that I've mentioned, are gonna change the quality of your life massively. Yeah, perhaps someone is, is following this enough to have just unmasked a trigger. If you would li like to call in, we would love to hear because this is, uh, uh, the basic point of our show is we, this is a free class and we'd like you to share it with other people and we'd like you to honor your teacher and uh, thank you for calling in. Hi, caller, what's your name please? We never find anyone naming source anymore, have you noticed that? All this information on the uh, web, that's not from one person, that's every book they've ever read. That's everything they've ever, they've ever done and they never name anything uh, where they got any of it. Hi caller, you're on the air, could you please say hello? Hi, it's Victoria. Hi. Hi, what can we do for Hi. you? I hope I'm synced into the right show on the computer with what's going on, but yeah. um, you guys are talking about triggers, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, Mary, uh, both of you actually, I have a question for you because I think all of us have triggers. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, um, I believe that most of it begins in childhood. Yes. And there's belief systems and there's energy that we hold in our cellular memory in our body from mm -hmm. the trauma. So there's, it's multifactorial. My question is, because it takes me a while to figure out what is causing the trigger, I have to kind of watch myself and keep asking questions. And how, what's an easy way, do you know of one, how to figure out 
what the belief system that is causing the trigger. Do you know a way how to get to it quickly? Um, yes. And that's my question. Question. I'm scared I'm going to lose you, but if I do, no, no. have a car meeting later, but I want to hear what you have to say, please. Sure. It's a matter of, or go ahead if you. Go ahead. Um, I began uh, to, in, in meditation, uh, suddenly a, a childhood memory appeared. And I recognized that that was a place at which I was programmed. That childhood memory was a place that set off a patterning, patterning in me that was still uh, in effect up until I noticed that. And uh, to rewrite it, I just gave myself permission not to be programmed there in my childhood which would, according to a grand philosophy that not so many of us have, would have rewritten my entire life in a very real way. And I do know that that does happen, but that's a little far afield from what we've been talking about. But once you... <clears throat> uh, another aspect of this entire concept is that, let's say you had um, someone cut in line in front of you at the grocery store and you called them on it. And uh, then, then you feel horribly guilty about doing that, okay? Now, um, I grant you that that does come from a childhood program, but while you're going over this in your mind hours later and it keeps going over, it, it won't be quiet. That's a program that wants to install itself in you. It's waiting to attach to you uh, that will keep you from ever standing up for your rights ever again. So you go one, two, three, off. Well, and then it doesn't have the authority. You know, you have to love it before you can get it to shut yeah. off. I well, understand well, that. Well, the uh, grocery store thing that, you know, my get out of conflict free cards, that was yeah. the example. So there is a third thing I didn't know that. to get out of conflict free, just, yeah. you know, not engage. But identifying triggers and their source mm -hmm. is pretty much uh, what Mary's Holistic Detective Agency does, is mm -hmm. trace it to its source. Yeah. And one of the things is that if you get triggered, start knowing your triggers. As a matter of fact, on number, I don't know, I was just jotting these down before the show started. Um, uh, I think maybe I could reverse these or, or put this one up closer. It's to identify the patterns in your life. If you start looking at the patterns, like for instance, I always get triggered when, what you're doing is you're getting bigger than your triggers. You're saying, well, I always get triggered. Like if you look at oh, the yeah, patterns in good. your life and you look at your triggers and you say, I always get triggered when someone doesn't hear me. Well, that is a clue. Whatever you're getting triggered, the words you use, like I get triggered when someone uh, walks by me and doesn't um, say excuse or bumps into me and doesn't say excuse me, whatever it is, your trigger, it's right there. It's right literally what it is. And then you sit with the feeling. You feel what that feels like in your body. If it's fear, if it's uh, jealousy, if it's whatever the feeling is, you sit with it and say, what does this remind me of? When have I felt this before? And immediately the thought will come up in your mind that, oh, this feels just like when dad did X, Y, or Z. Mm -hmm. And so you start tracing yourself back to source. Yeah. And in my EFT training, uh, sessions, I, I come up with lots of intuitive ways you can get back there too. And Neville and I did something called Consciously Creating Your Life for a number of oh, years, yeah. and we used breath techniques to take you there. Mm -hmm. I think it's something that if you try to intellectualize it, it can be very elusive. And sometimes mm -hmm. when it's in you, 
it is harder to see if you're at a certain level with it, a certain relationship. That's why knowing your triggers puts you bigger than it automatically. Mm -hmm. Finding the patterns in your life also give you lots of clues about what has happened to make the triggers, and the triggers are creating the patterns in your life. Oh, yeah, very Like well my triggers from being in a relationship will make the pattern of always being in a relationship for only two years, or whatever mm -hmm. that may be. Or uh, whatever length of time, yeah. Mm -hmm. We are fast arriving at the time uh, when it is very easy to recognize the extremely high frequency light that we're made of. Uh, I, uh, this is well beyond the current understanding. Um, the sun uh, uh, is, uh, let's call that the central computer of our um, solar system. And uh, we're not the only species that's <laughs> sapient in our solar system. And the sun gives off these uh, magnetic pulses that um, up the uh, frequency for us. And it's uh, possible to ride one of these things up and stay up there, even though when the pulse is ended, humanity generally retreats back to the lower frequency where it's happy. Oh. <laughs> so you can just stay up there. It really is that simple. And up there you realize what uh, a fine and subtle light you are really made out of and that you have for your entire lifetime been telling everything what it is and how it works and not to give up on that. True. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to say one more thing to Victoria about the triggers. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. Because... I'm still here. Oh, good, Hi. good. Um, because hey, things... No one's hung up on me. Thank Go, you. yay! <laughs> yay, she's still there. Uh, a lot of things do get stuck in our body. As a matter of fact, every time you think of doing something, the brain feels you, you, it, it, that you're really going to do it, and it sends all this energy to specific muscles. This is something I got in automatic writing over mm -hmm. 15 years ago or so. Mm -hmm. And that um, part of the, the thing that we hold on to weight is because we're telling ourselves to do something. We have a desire to do it, and we run it through our mind over and over, so the body is, is sending energy and using up energy as if you're going to do it, but we never act it out. And so things do get stored in your tissues. And uh, sometimes things from past lives are extra dimensionally. But I, the, my comment was about past lives because I hear a lot of times people say, this is from a past life, how can I get rid of it? There's always a harmony in this life mm -hmm. that you can connect with, even if you don't remember the past life. Most of the time, just knowing about that past life, it will clear it. I've seen it many times over mm -hmm. my career. And if you... Um, know that if you had this thing where a lot of people died in a massacre in a past life, there's going to be some element like being um, had anxiety attacks about 9/11 or something, for instance. There's always going to be something you can work with in this life. Mm -hmm. So keep it as close to home as you can until you feel like you haven't reached the answer before you venture out. Okay. Well, yeah, thank you. Yes, thank you so thank much. Thank you very much. Thanks. Okay, and uh, thank you for calling with us. It was a magnificent phone call, and please call us again soon, next week or whatever that is, but please, we love your calls. And um, it was a, uh, the next important part, which was um, distracted there pretty well. well All uh, of this stuff is easily visible on the palms, by the way. The, the, the whole thing is a map of the 
programming you've received and what you can do about it. Oh yeah, very, very useful. Mm -hmm. Well, on my little list here that I um, did right before we sat down is four is be kind to yourself. I put this before the looking at the patterns because we tend to not be kind to ourselves. We tend to uh, get stuck in our patterns and we also um, get labeled by other people. Oh, you're the good girl. Oh, you're the bad boy. Whatever it is, growing up. Put down up, your label maker, we get, sir. Yes, please, and step away from the child. <laughs> step away from, set down your label maker gun and step away from the child. That, yeah. That's the new phrase. Well, we do get labeled the, the quiet one, the serious one, and, and we cut off that other part to us. And then yeah. we start carrying that label around. And then we have this uh, identity that we get in order to get love that we don't sit down also. So these identities that we get, oh, I'm always helping people, I'm always doing this, because that's how we have our entry into life and become acceptable. We also have these limiting labels that are put on to, uh, to us as children. Once you identify the labels and the identities, guess what? You're getting at the true you. You're starting to understand you. If you just take those off for a moment, you'll see you because that's what's there. Yeah. That's what remains. And uh, another uh, thing that we would provide, or actually two, is the fact that we are constantly being telepathically upgraded by other sets of beings. And in fact, Saturday night, uh, we're inviting uh, people to the um, uh, Arcturian meditation. There's information on the web about it that'll be uh, more telling about it. But there yeah, are all class, these- though. Yeah, it's a class, yes. That we are um, uh, constantly being telepathically upgraded by uh, not just Arcturians and not just uh, Pleiadians and not just Arcturians, um, um, any of the other uh, civilizations that are out there all around us, they're very invested in our planet becoming uh, evolved, and we as a species becoming evolved. And uh, you can suddenly just clear these levels and you have no idea what or where or how you're happy that they're cleared, uh, but inquiring minds want to know why and who and what. So, um, as we said, Saturday night's an opportunity to get a much closer oh, look at, at this. Since you're doing the announcement, I'm yes. starting the Psychic Development Series on Monday. And if you're interested, please let me know so I know if I have enough folks to do that. It's a four-week thing, and it's packed with lots of information and um, things to do to develop yourself. And in a, a, a grounded way, not in this way that takes you to the stars, but there's no you know, connection or... No, you get to meet people, it's not... Uh, no, no, I didn't mean that. I meant oh, the psychic yeah. development is grounded. You know, sometimes oh, right, people right. will develop themselves and there's not really any groundedness, like understanding yes, who they are this. and about yeah. good and bad and all that. Yeah, that okay. really does have to be part but of it. But the Turian meditation is very powerful. We've done it together numerous many, times. Many times. And yeah. uh, I've gotten some information from that that was just groundbreaking for my own personal development. Yeah, and that's what, uh, that's the Saturday. You can uh, please send us an email that you're coming. We have to know this stuff. And um, let me see. Oh yeah, the, the whole process is nobody has ever taught love as a power. And it is 
nothing else but. If you actually love whatever the enemy is, they cannot possibly harm you. I've said uh, thousands of times probably on the show, you know, I don't know anymore, I don't care. Uh, if someone were going to kill me, I would say, well, if you don't mind, I have four things to say. This is love. Understand, I'm explaining the power of love. Okay, so one, uh, thank you for killing me because uh, it means my uh, mission is officially over. And um, two, I uh, did a good job and I know it. And uh, three, I'm going on to something much more interesting and I know it. And four, I love you for taking on the role, of such a dark role as to kill another human being. I love you for doing that. <laughs> you know, center of mass, take a shot and don't mess this up. Okay? And that's it. That's the power of love. And the person just cannot, you see my point. So if you want anything solved in your life, you are going to have to first recognize why you love it until you recognize why you love it, it's going to stick to you. It has a job to do. It has to make you whatever that is that is uncomfortable for you because that's the way the whole thing works. So I used to be well of the opinion to just snap it off and I agree with that, but it snaps back on up until I figured out that you have to love it and then it ha has no longer a job to do. Yes, Once I, I you love it then it no longer has a job to do. Go yes, ahead. I, I definitely agree with that. And another yeah. thing on the list is understanding your fears. Yeah. Uh, I love the fears. Understand yourself by understanding your fears and then love That's yourself it. through that. Yeah. Because fear, and we've had this discussion for many, many years, and as you were saying, you, you would say, That's shut the fear then. off. Yeah. And I think there are times to do that, honestly. There sure. are times to just shut it off, but I feel like our fears, our triggers, our histories, unresolved are like peas under the mattress and we will not sleep yeah, well. It was literally And peas, so you huh? have to you have to go in and you have to look at them, you have to deal with them. You will eventually. Why not do it consciously rather than when you're being drugged unconsciously? So understanding your fears go a long way toward understanding yourself. What is it that you fear? Do you fear being abandoned? Do you fear being unlovable? Do you fear not being heard or seen? Do you fear being icy fearless. roads? Do you fear being fearless? Yeah. Once you understand what your fears are, you're going to see what's holding you apart from happiness because I think basically people fear happiness because we are taught that you have to pay for happiness with misery, in the form of misery. Mm -hmm. like. There's heaven, but you have to suffer in order to get there. Every gray cloud has a silver lining, therefore every silver lining has a gray cloud. We have this programming that you have to pay for happiness. Multiple years ago, I had bumper stickers printed that said happiness is free and to legalize happiness because people are more uncomfortable with happiness than misery. You'll find that oh, yeah. if you think about it. Yeah. We don't have to be though. Yeah, and it's time for us to not be. And this show has been a way shower from the very first episode ever that we broadcast. It has been how to uh, increase the frequency of your thought patterning from the very beginning. And we've had great effect on the world. I, I acknowledge that many, 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 many other human beings are engaged in this process of getting the human race to crank up its uh, ascension. I agree. 
Uh, and, and so the next step, though, we always seem to have the next step. And so that is this process of um, uh, the reason I love darkness. Well, it gives me something to do, you know. Uh, it, it gives, it's a reason for us to um, improve ourselves. It's um, the reason we love any of the human foibles is they are, as we've been saying on the show, uh, that they show us who we are. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a foible, it wouldn't be in the way, it wouldn't be anything well, to pay any attention to at all. That's you wouldn't true. even notice. And, uh, and at the beginning, as you get on the journey to discover who you really are, you will learn who you are by seeing who you are not. And so it's not like everything that comes into your life is you, or some, well, it's all you, but sometimes things come into your life not as a resistance or to mess with your head. They're there to show you what you're not. That's why somebody that, that has a certain living circumstance or, or in a marriage or not in a marriage and they really want whatever the opposite is, like anybody that's married always wants to feel what it feels like to be free. Anybody that's free is just longing for something they can feel secure within. And I brought that up for a reason. All um, right. Yeah. <laughs> and now, here's well, the reason. No, just live your life. This is the reason. Just live it. Quit oh, fooling around. Stop looking for something to be oh, the matter. Oh, I know. It's because we're, we're taught to pursue happiness, not to find to it. Have it Life, yeah. liberty. Clever but, in the Constitution yeah, or whatever that yeah. was. Oh, God, they had us from the beginning. So, so just allow yourself to be happy. So the next thing on, the, on my list there, uh, our, all of our lists to participate in, is to w find out what about happiness am I afraid of? Am I afraid that I won't be able to handle it if I lose it? What is your fear? Na name it, say it, look at it. Oh, I, and, and something else we were talking about, the nature of fear, about cutting it off. I have uh, read many years ago uh, something that Bartholomew had written that I don't know if this is what was written or I got this from it, but it was my old friend Fear. Come tell me what you have to say. Fear is just a messenger. And when you're not afraid of it, it's just a message. And that's why you pull yourself higher up in the seven level building and your angels will start appearing in the faces of things you used to be afraid of. And it's, it's really a magical process to oh, do absolutely. that. My old yeah. friend Fear, visualize it as a puppy. Find your fears. Understand your fears, see it as something smaller than you, and then you're bigger than it, yeah. and then you understand it, and then it's no longer a fear. It's just yeah. information. So, uh, the difference between fear and information is the level of consciousness yes. you're perceiving it. Yes, I, I, yeah. I agree with that. It really is, and this is not a difficult one to get a hold of. What is more stimulating to get a hold of, that is the word, Okay, is the fact that you're having the fear because fear so instantaneously lowers your frequency that you don't know that happened. Yeah? So the real, the real, is that really our trick? The real, what we'd like you to understand is that if you can recognize, I'm having a fear. I am indeed. And what did I do with... Um, Dun, 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 dun. Oh, I raised my frequency. That's it. Oh, isn't that cute? Come here. Oh, the devil. Come here. Come here. Come here. <laughs> oh, he ran away. Hmm. No, you're in charge of this stuff. <clears throat> Act like it. Act like it. Stop pretending anything else. Set yourself free. 
I actually didn't look at the speedometer driving to the studio this evening. Yes, a major accomplishment, I know. My point, you set yourself free. Stop pretending that you're not free. You are free beyond any imaginable limit that we, and that's where freedom lies, beyond the imaginable limits. Yeah? This, we, <clears throat> do call if you have a question about any of this. Call if you have an answer about it. We'll give you the question. Yeah, so I've been uh, for years, starting in um, 2003, I began making wands, aren't they cute? This is one of the wands, there we go. This is actually wanda, okay. <laughs> I know Harry Potter will send you a stick with a number on it, but that's not uh, necessarily what a wand Wandos. could be. Wandas. Wandas, yes, so yeah. that's a good one. Wander, you remember, and his sister, Wandra. And that goes on from there, anyhow. Uh, this is a particularly magic object, and magic we have explained earlier, even in this show. If you still haven't heard what magic is, call in, I'll explain it again. But um, if you're going to put a coil on anything, the coil does not touch itself. You don't wrap it. That'll short it out. You may as well have a solid piece of copper there if you bothered to make it to wire, or somebody's bothered to make it to wire you uh, make it into wire, you don't want it to touch itself. And so when you touch the coil, you energize the wand. Isn't that interesting? And if anyone's, um, uh, at some point I've explained this to so many people so many times how it works, but they work. Really remarkably so. Anyhow, there's a number and I'll just take one more minute to show. They come in a large variety. They're all made of diamantina crystals, which are the singing crystals. A smaller one, C, smaller, C, okay. And uh, then these two are a pair as they both do the coil. You can see that, there we go. Uh, they're a, um, all, I search for wood that has, um, um, honeysuckle has decided it likes a particular tree. So the, these have to be on the edge of shadow for them to grow in the spiral like that. Uh, I've, I've walked through a lot of woods um, finding uh, spiral wood. I thought I would grow it, but never got around to it. It would be easy. But uh, to make a, um, to make the wand, you really, everything in our universe has a spiral in it. There's nothing that does not, the entire thing is a spiral. So uh, just for you to know that, and uh, so I have completed my treatise on wands, unless somebody wants to call in with questions. And um, uh, just because they wanted to come, I like that. So, um, our program is on understanding yourself, and you're right there with you, and yet it seems to be a mystery. How can you not get it? And this is from a lot of experience, 65 years on the planet, and I finally figured out eating, which gives me something to do. Okay. Yes, we're all set. I believe we are heading to the duck era. We're here come the duck. Of the show. All right. And this is Jeff, our duck dangler extraordinaire. And there we go. Cue music. Jeff, thank you. Okay. And 
There's the duck. I got, uh, what have you been putting off? Don't ruminate any longer. It is time to take action. These are from Mary's Magical Message Card, <laughs> which you can uh, play online. Mm -hmm. It's the theme of the show. How much of your life are you living for others? Uh, it's time to claim back your life. Very nice. Yeah. Thank you. Unnecessarily thematic, we might add. Exciting, well, though. I pulled some cards for Victoria, just in case she didn't get back through again. Okay. Um, which I'm not sure. I know we've just got Rick here. So the first card that we got is silence. And I feel like there is a lot coming to you right now, uh, Victoria. We're going to get roller skates. By the way, if anybody is certified at FPA and wants to volunteer, we could oh, really please. use some help. Yeah. <laughs> we just got uh, Rick and Donnie and David here tonight and Pat answering the phone, of course. Uh, okay, so the card silence is talking about everything that pulls our attention away from the moment is very loud noise. And if you go into the moment, it's very quiet. And it's a quiet that encompasses all knowledge and all things. And I feel like you're really being called to there for the knowledge and the information that it, that it holds for you. And I, I feel like there is a lot being given to you psychically that is coming through. So it's a good idea to let that come out and write it down so that it, you ground it into 3D. And messages from spirit. This is um, another thing about climbing into a higher frequency. In order to get those messages, we have to get climb up all the way through the chimney and, and reach up to higher than the house. And so you're being called to reach up higher and that there are messages from your guides coming to you. And I feel like you use them a lot in your healing and that's gonna step up too. So thank you. And um, okay, so excellent. Now so we wanted to reiterate that uh, we really would uh, love people to come and volunteer to do camera or whatever okay, that yeah, is because it's important that um, sure. this happens. So if you are not qualified at FPA, you can come to one of the orientations. Yeah. It's a very simple thing or to do. Or just get in touch with me. That's, yeah, that's probably yeah. the easiest way. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is for Alicia, who is here in the studio. The first card we get is a warm bath. I think Dreams was the first card I drew of this deck, the first card of any deck that I didn't even know if it was gonna look like a bathroom. So uh, all my cards were done with a mouse and this very old drawing program that I had to draw in square. So I'm surprised this looks like a bathtub. But anyway, when I drew it, I was thinking, I love baths. I find them so meditative and so soothing. And there are those times when nothing else will do other than just being alone, getting in a warm bath, lighting a candle, and just being in the moment. And I feel like that's what it's telling you, is whatever is going on, if you're pulled into the past and the future and to other places in this now, um, I, I was really feeling years ago the, the here and now rather than just the now, like the in here in this room and the now, to, to pull all these things back and put them all within you again and get it you know into your own orbit so to speak the next card is fertile ground and that could be why that card the warm bath was be being shown because it's saying that there's a lot of information and fodder that that is going to be um, breaking ground and it wants you to be very present for it so that you can receive all that abundance 
and that's both internally and externally. And then the card of meditation. The, the labyrinth is such a powerful thing because it takes you, uh, I, I always marveled that you could have this little 25 foot square foot area and put a labyrinth and you could walk for the rest of your life and never stop. Whereas if you didn't have a labyrinth there, it would just be this dead end. Mm -hmm. So it's talking about endlessness and I, I really feel that something going on in your, your life and in your spiritual path is putting you into this whole other expansive space. And so it's just saying, be, be, be still, be quiet, be around water, and all that will be revealed. And we have our next caller. Hi, caller, what's your name, please? Hi, it's Jennifer. Jennifer. Hi. Welcome back. Hi, how are you? Mm -hmm. Good, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, I just have a question, um, if maybe perhaps you could pull a few cards for me. Um, I need a little bit of guidance as far as my um, work situation and m my financial um, situation. Okay. Thank you. Sure, thanks for calling. Well, this is a, a very, I think, very direct, and it's saying take a breather. And that is a breather from the worry and a breather from trying to do something about it. I love that movie, What About Bob? And I think that some of the greatest teaching ever was in that movie, and that is um, take, he wrote a prescription to Bob to take a vacation from his problems. I tell people that all the time, and I do it. If it starts getting too much for me, I'm taking a vacation. I'm just taking a break. I'll think about it after this span of time, even if it's a warm bath or even if it's a walk to the grocery store, to separate yourself from it a bit. And look, we got the warm bath. You guys saw me shuffle. And uh, <laughs> so I think this is telling you, number one, just not to worry about finances, not to worry about any of that. And um, it is through that relaxing and taking a break from trying to control it or manipulate it intellectually and in 3D. And, it, and it's by that process of letting go that you actually receive. Because the final card is about receiving all kinds of things, love, money, uh, healing. And there's a position that I attempted to draw with this lady sitting on here. I know we don't have a close-up right at the moment. but. She's sitting there with her hands out like this, and I'm gonna set the cards down for a minute, like this. I always wondered why people prayed like this. In a way, it's like, uh-uh, don't give me anything, don't give me, but give me something. It's, it, if you just do this, if everybody here yeah. does it too, just put your hands like that, you can feel that you're in a posture of receptivity. So less this, less this, and more that, and I mean that energ energetically as well as literally. But I don't feel like there's anything for you to worry about at all. Not that I'm saying you're worrying, I'm yeah. just saying that expression. And uh, for those of our viewers who are now running a hot bath, uh, we would like to add the idea that if you have a crystal, a quartz crystal, just a quartz crystal, program it to assist you to wake up and then put it in the bath water. Don't run it down the drain, don't sit on it, Please be intelligent about this, but incorporate the crystal. It does vibrate at 32,000 hertz, so it's yeah. going to vibrate your water and help to conduct. Yeah, we and we have our next caller. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? 
I'm Martha. Martha, Hi. what can we do for you? Well, I'm talking about, asking about a reading for my niece, Shannon, who's on the island of Hawaii, Oahu, and she's going through a tumultuous time through a divorce and custody with her children, and um, he's pretty much left her destitute. She's got five children, and she's trying to get it together, and when her mother and I talk to her, she's doing everything on the mundane plane. So what I would like tonight is a reading for her to, you know, figure out what is the next step or what's ahead of her, or how she can handle what's going on, because I'm telling you, it's, it's extremely tumultuous. Oh, well, thank you for calling, and, and I will be most happy to do that. I would, I, want, I would love to do a show on marital conflict and how... I've just seen so much, I've counseled so many people through it, and I see something that is just such in common, that how typically males that are taught not to express their feelings, they exercise their pain and, and stuff via money and, and the withholding of. And um, I think that if, there's just so much to say, I'm not going to get into that, I'm going to go into the reading. Anyway, the first card we get is communication. It shows a person standing on the world and speaking in a concentric ring out further. And so I think step number one is for her to look at what, where she, the, her sphere of power as she sees it now and expand it, like expand the scope. Like let's say she's talking to this particular lawyer and she's doing that. It's saying to expand, to get some counselors at the church or whatever, um, and maybe talk to some other people that are outside of that sphere. Just whatever it is, get it bigger. Get, get talking, get some advice from people. And I, I almost feel like there could be a female that could help her out a lot as a mentor or a guide through this, and maybe through a spiritual connection rather than hiring her through a, an agency or something. And secondly, is to erase the personal history. I think that whatever the harmony that created the separation to begin with, because males feel pain, just like females do, but they're trained that they can't express it, they can't feel it. So if she heals her harmony, it'll be like setting down the tug of war rope and the war can't continue on. And so even if she feels completely attacked and destitute and out there, it would really do well for her to look for the what, not, not, I'm not saying look at compassion to him, but look at what pain is he acting out and what is going on in that and address that pain and I think she will see a lot of relief and, re and uh, resolution, let's put it that way. And then the breather card comes to just have her set down the rope to the tug of war for a while even though this seems uh, I'm not saying to not stand up for herself, but energetically, just like take a breather from it because all conflict is a two-way street and if you're not going to fight, they can't fight you, you know? And I'm not saying literally, like stand up for her rights, but if you don't emotionally fight. Oh, anyway, yeah, that's what the cards say. Excellent, very well that's done. That's what the cards say. Yes, and we're going to be at Ruby Tuesdays in Fairfax, Fairfax Circle. And this has to be Thursday night, the 17th. Uh, otherwise, we won't be there if this is a rerun. You understand that. But if it's so, yeah. the 28th or 27th, what, 20? No, math. 17th. No, no, math always makes. 24th? No. We will be there probably. We're going to be there tonight. <laughs> and you know what night it is, unless I have to explain that again. And if I do, this is really not going to. Okay, so come join us uh, if you would like to. And we're going to have a good time.
And uh, um, what else? You're beginning the uh, psychic development class. And yes. To, um, if I get enough folks. Yes. So if this, we, you really, we have to know that you guys. So do contact. But it's a fun time. We always have fun, and I know yeah. the Arcturian will be a lot of fun too. The Arcturian Saturday night at seven o'clock, and um, let me see. And I'm continuing with the mentor class, palm reading and face reading. And um, let me see what else. That is really the way to do it. I figured it out. Yeah, and the These wands. These are so pretty. Yeah, let's do. Um, we can do something for if you wish. We could do this into the camera. I wouldn't do it without permission. So duck. Okay, so wake up. Or feel loved. Same thing. Thank you. 